0: Hello, sports bettors, and welcome back to the Inside the Book podcast, powered by PlayNow Sports. Our intro music today, courtesy of Purple Planet Music, he is number-crunching PlayNow Sports handicapper Duke Williams, and I am Bill Brown. Thanks again for joining us as we break down the sports betting news, the odds, and the markets available at PlayNow.com. Always remember, PlayNow delivers a safe and secure online gaming experience, but you must be 19 years of age or older to play. Know your limit and play within it. Opinions expressed by Duke and myself are our own and not that of BCLC. This podcast is provided for entertainment purposes. Please do not rely on our opinions to make your final betting decisions. The final major of the golf calendar year is upon us. The Open Championship gets underway Thursday from Royal Portrush Golf Club in Northern Ireland. I mean, the the last time that the Open Championship uh, was there, 1951. Uh, it's a little bit different now. Uh, Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy uh, will enter this tournament as co-favorites with odds of 9.0 at playnow.com. It's an interesting tournament. The Open Championship always is. Duke, uh, how do you handicap this one? How do you see this one playing out?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Open is always a, I don't know what the bet, what the right word for it in terms of where it falls in the, in the golf calendar, obviously with the, with the changes to the schedule being moved up now into the early part of July. Um, and you have a situation where you're going to get some of the best players in a, in a venue that none of them are going to be really familiar with outside of uh, Rory. And of course, um, Grant McDowell, who's a member uh, at Royal Park Rush, but outside of that guys will not really be familiar with this golf course. so I think that'll make it a little fun um very kind of classic style of, of golf course when you look at for the british open um and i think that you know they've done a whole lot of work on this golf course in the last 30 years basically to get it ready to be back in a major rotation to get it, get an open back there so i think that you're going to see the golf course in probably just excellent condition I think that they've probably done everything they possibly can to figure it out. Um, 17 and 18 should be a pretty interesting end a stretch. Uh, they basically call it the home stretch being 16, 17, 18. But, you know, 16, 236-yard par 3. Oh, that's fun. uh Which will be interesting. Then you got a nice little 408 par 4, and then a tough 474-yard par, uh, par 4, 18th. Um, where you basically have to navigate hazards and a boundary, so basically out of bounds, in order to turn a dog leg, and then you've got basically uh, a tight low green. So, um, should be a great end, should be a fun beginning as well. Uh, obviously, we talked about the odds McElroy, they their co-favorites right now, uh, 8-1 to to win the tournament. Duskin, and Tiger at 12-1 to and tied for the second best odds. And then we figure uh, we finished off with Rom, Rose, Molinari, and Speeth, all with better than 20 to 1 odds to win. Rom, 16, Rose, 17, Molinari, 19, and Speeth as well at 19. So, um, obviously, traditionally, same type of names at the top as he yep. has been yep. lately. Uh, Molinari, who won the British Open last year, who played a phenomenal final round, teamed with Tiger. You know he's currently sitting there nineteen to one to win the tournament, so he'll be an intriguing name. But I think you are going to see a lot of the fanfare, a lot of the hoopla around Mapleway. back in Northern Ireland, where the where the tournament's going to be. It's where he's from. Uh, I fully expect, I fully expect Rory to kind of you know be the man.
0: Do you see this as in Rory's case where he's facing probably added pressure to to put on a good show? This is a guy that that has obviously he's won majors in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he's experienced anything quite like what he might experience this week. Do you think that that might have an adverse effect on on this player, or have we are we way past that point with a guy like Rory who's been there and done that on the on the world stage so many times in golf?
1: No, I, I definitely think there's added pressure here. I mean, uh, like we talk about. I mean, anytime you're going back to. I mean the same venue, area where you're from. And, of course, there's gonna be pressure. It's gonna be a huge crowd favorite. They're gonna want to see him win. He's obviously gonna really want to win this tournament um, a lot. Um, You know, this is a guy who won the Open back in 2014. He's won for his second title. Um, You know, he's people forget he hasn't won a major since 2014. Yeah. So there definitely is some pressure on him to get back in the winner's circle, especially after you see Tiger winning, winning another you know major this year. So. Uh, I definitely think he's going to want to win. I think that there is added pressure. Um, I think 8-1, to one, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would like to see a little bit higher price there. I think, you know, unfortunately with the way the golf tournaments have gone lately and just and regular handicapping, like you'll just see those top players they are a lot shorter than they used to be, right? I mean, uh, usually you, got, like, you look at the, the John Deere class from this past week, to start that tournament off – you know, a lot of lot of younger guys, a lot of not big names and everyone was around 18, 19 to win the tournament, uh eighteen, nineteen to one. But then you look at this week, you've got six guys that are better than nineteen to one to win the tournament. So very top heavy right now on the PGA tour. Um, but you are seeing some young guys start to win and start to start to peek through, but in the majors we've seen, you know, the same old, same old. We've seen Kepka, we've seen Woods. You know, Gary Woodland was a guy who kinda was able to hold off Kepka in the US Open, but he's still, you know very well-known player, uh, not exactly a guy that you would necessarily say was a shock to win. Uh, you know, his odds might have been a little bit higher, but yeah. he's still a guy who easily can go out there and win a major championship as he did. So, um, should be a fun tournament. I always, you know, the British Open for me is never one of those top majors just because of the start time. It starts so early, it starts late at night. On the you know, basically it's a Wednesday night. You know, ten thirty our time is when you are going to start teeing off. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Before you go to bed, you can watch some tee shots, but you don't see as many golf shots in this tournament usually um, until Sunday morning when you're kind of getting up to watch the final round. But um, definitely some value, especially if you're you know up late, if you're late, you know, go to bed late, or you're up early, you know you're going to be able to watch some of the golf, which is always fun as well.
0: I always love the the Open Championship. It, to me, it offers maybe a different uh, aesthetic than mm-hmm. what you would find at a, mm-hmm. a Masters or. U.S. Open, I mean, and, and you know, to a lesser extent, the PGA Championship, I guess, but I mean, the open, the open championship is just so different. It's the one tournament of the year where you look at the weather and it can really have such a huge impact. You've got the the gusty winds, you've got rain. We've seen in the past where Thursday, Friday, the weather has been pretty good. It's been calm, nice and sunny, and then Saturday and Sunday, uh, it's deluge of rain. And uh wind, I mean suddenly guys are wearing tukes and jackets uh, on the course. I mean it can really have an impact. I mean this is the one tournament where I look at the elements as having the maybe the harshest impact. Yep. On on a field. So
1: Yeah, I mean I think we know when we talk about Rory, I mean Rory has the course record of poor rush with a sixty one when he was sixteen years old. Obviously, i guess that's good <laughs> yeah obviously they have changed like we talked about the layout with this with the 17th and 18th holes that used to be there removed completely to those new 17 18 holes but um you know rory like we talked about you know he he he, he thinks it's going to play very similar to when it was there you know the irish open was played there back in 2012 um so again not with those new last two finishing holes the kind of the home stretch there but you know, I think Rory's going to have, like we talked about, he's going to have the home crowd. He's going to have the advantage of playing this golf course plenty of times. Um, you know, McDowell from, from the area, like like we talked about, he's going to obviously be a very popular player, popular pick probably amongst betters as well, um, just with the fact that he is, has that going for him. I mean, pretty short price too, 39-1 to 1 yeah. for Graham McDowell to win the tournament. This is a guy who hadn't even qualified going into the U.S. Open, I didn't qualify for the British Open, so um, you can kind of see where that local advantage is going to come from, so, you know, you look at the board here, um, you know, what kind of guys do you kind of feel like maybe have a chance to to kind of surprise, or some big names, I mean, we've already talked about it a little bit, um, you know, you have a guy like, uh, you know, right away, the, the you know, like McDowell's a guy, you know, thirty-nine to one. You talk about other guys in that field. Matt Wallace, the, the Englishman, forty nine to one. Nicholson, right there, forty nine to one. I don't know what he's gonna have in him there. But Terrell Hatton, sixty nine to one. Poulter, an interesting guy, sixty-nine <laughs> to one. Um, so there's gonna be some guys I think are gonna see you're gonna see some love for the for that range. You know, even if you look a little further, I think a guy like Paul Casey at thirty to one, Cantley at thirty to one, those are some interesting names. One value pick I kinda like here on the board. I do like um Matsuyama, Hideki 34 to one yeah. I think that he's a guy who's played some pretty good golf lately and I think his game you know he, he if he can be steady enough with his putter I think he'll have a chance and at that price I think I kind of like that area that he's in alongside
0: Adam Scott some prices d- definitely some some decent uh, some decent value it, it's sure. interesting I mean you referenced uh, Francesco Molinari earlier uh, right now I mean 19 to 1 to win this to win this tournament. He's the defending champion, and yet he is a little bit further down the board in terms of the bigger names. This is a guy that has had a really up and down season.
1: For sure. He wins the Arnold
0: Palmer. He goes to the Masters. He's leading going into the back nine on Sunday. Of course you had the huge gallery and people wanting Tiger Woods to pull off the comeback, which he ultimately does. That was a back nine that Francesco Molinari he's boring and he's steady but that was a back nine that was forgettable for him and he has not regained any sort of form where he's been a threat ever yeah. since then. I think like his best finish um, since uh, Augusta National was uh, tied for 16th at the us Open yeah I mean
1: he's a guy who's admitted that you know he's not somebody who loves necessarily the big crowds like he's a very quiet guy he doesn't really know how to how to do it but he's uh, he's kind of come out this week and said that he hopes to kind of harness the energy a little bit. Sort of like when he played in the Ryder Cup and went undefeated. He he wants to feel that again. He thinks it's going to be a very similar type of energy in the crowd this week uh, with them. Not Like we said, this is the first time hosting the Open in, in over 68 years. So the crowd's going to be electric, and he's going to have to learn to harness that a little bit. Obviously, the fans are probably going to be pretty you know, on his side as well. I mean, this is a European guy. He's a defending champion. He, like we talked about, dominated in the Ryder Cup for them. So he's going to get a favorable crowd, you know, liking in here. So he's going to need to harness that and put it into his game. Just feed off the crowd a little bit. Don't take it so much as a bad thing. Like we saw it. The Masters, it got to him. It was in his head in the yep. back nine. He, you know, he had guys basically, you know, he's being rooted against. And that's what's going to happen. You're playing against Tiger Woods in the Masters when Woods hasn't won a major in that long. You're going to get that type of reaction. And he didn't handle it very well. He admitted he didn't handle it well. I think he'll be better off this week. He has reduced his schedule quite a bit leading into the tournament yeah. as well. Yeah. I think that'll help him. Uh, he's a guy that, yeah, he's got to be in the mix. He just has to be. He's too good of a ball striker. Uh, and like you said, unflappable out there. Not a lot bothers him, but the crowds have in the past. Just hope that he's able to kind of take that and go with it this year.
0: Well, you you look at, yeah, like I, I remember watching on Sunday at the Masters and people were cheering when he he would hit a bad tee shot yeah i I can't imagine how that would feel especially because he is like the furthest thing from a villain yeah like patrick reed people in consider patrick reed to be like that villain character in golf Mm -hmm. francesco molinari is like the complete opposite like what has this guy done to anybody to deserve that sort of uh that sort of reaction but it was interesting to see that he had to deal with that and um yeah, I mean, you, you could tell on the golf course when you're watching it that yeah. he was bothered by something, and that was – later we found out that yeah. was exactly him.
1: Hit, in the water, hit a wedge in the water on, on the par five. and yeah, just like, kind of derailed him. Um, it's funny we talk about villains in, in, in golf and, and everything like that in sports. But, I mean, sports hate is different than anything else, right? Sports is almost like the one avenue or venue where – You can just irrationally hate someone for playing on another team for no reason. Just because it's – Absolutely. You know, like people hate the Sadeens and there is probably nothing that anyone can say a bad word about Daniel Henry Sadeen. People will tell you that they absolutely hate the Sadeens for no reason except that they play on other sports teams. It's just – it's it's a sports hate or sports hatred as we like to call it where you just hate somebody for no reason. Like Patrick Reeves – I don't know anything about Patrick Reed. But, but nobody likes the guy. But no one likes him. He's a villain. Everyone hates Patrick Reed. But no one really knows Patrick Reed. Sure, he's been profiled that he doesn't a relationship with his parents. But, like, so a guy doesn't have a relationship with his parents. That mean I'm supposed to hate him on the, on the golf course, but everyone does. It's, just, it's very interesting how sports kind of evolve in that aspect where we make guys out to be villains some. just because they're not our favorite players, right? And in well, golf, it happens more often than not, right, where you see these types of players who – have un- you know, and I think you hate to say it, but I think Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, they're starting to get into that mold as well. Yeah. Complaining too much, not winning anything, it, it starts to kind of you know, their it opinions start. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, start to start to change a little bit about these guys. You know, Sergio was like that for a long time when he was the. You know, I still find it fascinating how the golf world almost switched when they were rooting for Sergio to win the Masters. When they love this guy, nobody likes Sergio. Yeah. Nobody wants to see him win. So it's just it's. Well, you it's remember when he
0: when he came? Uh, it, it was the uh, the PGA champion. The Dinah, yeah, He won, hit yeah. the
1: shot around the tree and, and ran after his ball. Yeah, and but
0: people was, loved it at that yeah. point because he was so young. And then after that, it was like, whoa! Like all of a sudden, people just started. He to, had the to weird grip
1: thing where he would take twenty minutes to hit a golf shot. Yeah. that kind of was the start of it, and it just it kind of just snowballed from there. But yeah, I mean, we talk about these guys that you know, and you know, you look at the rest of the names on the leaderboard like Kepka, Dusty DJ. Tiger, I mean, everyone loves Tiger,
0: but that's another guy, right? Tiger. People didn't like him, though, for, uh, for a time.
1: I, I don't but know now people I think like, people everybody like right Tiger. But everyone people love him. No, but Tiger was never a guy that anyone actively necessarily rooted against. Tiger was never, no. like when you were in a group with Tiger Woods, outside of maybe Phil Mickelson, when Phil and Tiger we played together, I think there's a chance people be rooting for Phil. But outside of that, there was never someone that got cheered playing with Tiger than against yeah. Tiger. Well, outside so, of Phil, Phil no, is the Phil. only guy. But yeah. when you look back and when I when I talk about like the villainry about golf and golfers in particular, isn't Tiger the one guy? When you really think about it, all the way he won everything, the way he acted, the way everything kind of spiraled out of his life and out of control, and just how he was kind of just a bad guy. Everyone still seems, loved Tiger. Seems like the perfect case, and right? Case but and point but for everyone loves enough. him. Yeah. Yet. Guys that we don't really know anything about
0: that, you know, you get a couple stories written about them. Like a, a guy like Patrick Reed. It could be stays. a bad interaction with a member of the media. And yeah, suddenly that, the narrative starts to change around that But person.
1: Tiger was never really the most affable media personality no. in when he did interviews. You know, He almost treated them like a birdie. He was never a Phil guy who embraced it, who would well, smile. Phil talks and, with yeah. the patrons. Exactly, and stuff, right? Yeah. Like it was never – but Tiger was always revered. So it's, just, it's interesting the way that that sports – the way the I hate to say hatred, but it's just it's it's like it's a disdain. It's the, for, yeah, the way that it kind of works in, in sports, other than other, and in golf, particularly, you just have players that people just really don't like, like Bubba Watson, another guy. People <laughs> don't like Bubba Watson, say that, yeah. but Bubba Watson's a guy that probably has done more good than bad in his life. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speculate on anything that he done or hasn't done, but it's just a, a guy yeah. that probably doesn't deserve the amount of hatred that he gets. Yeah,
0: it's uh All well, it's interesting. He has,
1: you know, conversation with his caddy, that people think he's derating his caddy. It's like, well, his caddy, like, works for him if he hits a bad shot. Yeah, maybe the caddy could have something to do with it. Like, people just – it's just – It's very it's overblown
0: dangerous. to a yeah, point, right? It's, it's sure. basically, like, for me, it's anyone who puts on a Boston Bruins jersey. Like, <laughs> just – you know, or a, or a Patriots jersey. Like, yeah. Tom Brady. I've never met the guy. Yeah, no. He um, it, it seems – Guy seems funny. I've seen him on Family Guy, and in some mo- he's been in Family Guy. He's been in some movies. He's a funny guy, but I just don't like him because he wears he wears the New England Patriots jersey. And uh, I mean, if in case you missed it, the Patriots are pretty good. And it seems like any time that I have predicted that they would fall apart, uh, they uh, they do the complete opposite. So that's probably another reason um, why I don't uh, why I don't necessarily. Uh, like him that much. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Back
1: to the guys that, uh, you know, most people do like, or at least a guy <laughs> in our area that they definitely like, Adam Hadwin. Hadwin Ad- uh, obviously played pretty well last week. Yeah. The 3M. Fun open to watch. Had a chance to kind of maybe win there, didn't obviously get it done. But he goes into the Open, 199 to 1, to win the tournament. Um, Corey Connors, another Canadian, also in the field for the Open as well, is... Any chance of a Canadian making a run in this tournament? Do you have high hopes? Or you know, where do you sit on where the Canucks stand going into this tournament?
0: I see this is the interesting one because like to me this isn't a course that sets up. And, and I mean maybe I don't know the whole story here, but for for Hadwin and, and Connors, like I don't necessarily know if this is a course that sets up too well for for either golfer. Mm-hmm. Right? So I guess I'm in that, in that mindset that if they have a good round on Thursday or if they can put together two good rounds going into the weekend, then all of a sudden I'll sit there and say, okay, now I, I can buy into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think Corey Connors has had a, a good year on the PGA. Like Adam Hadwin um, has, has got a few top ten finishes this year under his belt, which is good because that's where you would like to see – To me, that's a really good sign of consistency when players are getting into that top ten with a little bit more regularity. And Adam Hadwin uh, has been doing that at the at majors. I I just don't know. Like, I I haven't seen enough of what they can do in a major championship that's going to make me believe that they're going to on Sunday be there in the final final pairing or the final two pairings, like right at the top of the leaderboard. I would love to see it. I think it would be amazing. Um, as to how this course sets up for, for either of them, I, I'm just not sure about that right now. So I would have to see those two players put forward like a round or two good rounds before I really start to kind of buy buy into them. Gotcha.
1: All right, well, you never know. Connor, uh, sorry, having the best odds right now, 199 to 1. Uh, Connor's 299 to 1, so maybe we'll get one of them with a the chance to win it. Uh Any predictions?
0: Well, I mean, that Bill, would be like. lose your you're... prediction
1: to win this? <laughs> oh
0: boy, uh, put me on the spot here. When have I made a prediction that uh, has gone wrong? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I okay. You don't have to give me a winner.
1: Give me a guy you expect to be on the leaderboard's first page oh, on Sunday on, afternoon.
0: I, I'm going to say Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. I like what he did at the three M Open, um, and I think that I'm not huge believer in momentum in a sport like golf Mm -hmm. but i think that there's something to be said for what he was able to do uh on that final hole at, at the 3m open i think that he can carry those positive vibes for what he did in that tournament going into the open championship this is a guy that is takes a really interesting approach to the game and I, I'm interested to see what he can do after what he was able to do at the 3M Open. I think that he's a guy that um, is going to present a challenge for this golf course. And at 35, 34 to 1, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, for me, it's uh, no doubt in my mind, it's Grant McDowell, the local guy. I think that the crowd is going to just propel him. I feel like he's a guy, too, that's just really going to feed off that crowd and just get it going. So for me, it's Graham McDowell. I think
0: I think he's going to be a motivated character because, yep. like you said, like he was not in this field mm-hmm. until the U.S. Open. Yep. I mean, so he played really well at
1: the U.S. Open to get into the field yeah. with a top ten finish. So for me, I think it's going to be McDowell. I just feel like he's going to have a week here with the crowd behind him. I think he's going to feed off of it, and I think it's just going to be an emotional time for him. But I think he's one of those guys. That likes to play that way. He likes to play with the crowd fired up in his favor. I think he's just going to feed off of it. And I think uh, he, as much of a hoopla there's going to be around him, and I'm sure this media is going to be, media availability and stuff like that's okay. going to be off the chain. I still think he's going to be able to, you know, this guy's won majors before. I think he's going to be able to just harness it all and pull it, pull it together, and put it into a positive. Well, he's, sense. A, he's, a, my, he's my, he's my, he's my guy.
0: I he's like your guy. He's your guy. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, brought him up a couple yeah. of times here, McDowell. Yeah. Well, and he's like you said, he's a member. So he yep. he'll know he this is course. From What's that? He
1: is from yes. Yes. So
0: he'll know this course intimately for compared sure. to the rest of these guys. And I think that there's something to be said for familiarity with the golf course because you already have the advantage on how to strategically place yourself hole to hole. You know the breaks and the greens, you know what you're gonna see. I don't think that there's too many big surprises there compared Absol- to the rest of the field. Yeah, so absolutely cool. not. And
1: uh as we uh as we wrap up, just to let everybody know we do have the British Open pool that's running yes. right now as well. It's a guaranteed pick 12, $500 guaranteed prize pool, uh, 12 head to head matchups for the entire tournament. Uh, make your picks. Uh, and, you know Some of the matchups Tiger versus Rose, Kucher Stenson, Molinari Fleetwood. Uh, we have a Canadian matchup, Connors and Hadwin, Kepka and McElroy. So make your picks. Uh, $5 minimum entry. And uh, yeah, so. Most picks wins, basically. It's as simple as that. And uh, that will be closing at the f- when the first groups tee off. Tea times are not out yet, but once they are out, uh, we'll be adjusting that start time. But currently, you have until Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. It could be extended past that. It could be before that, depending on who tees off. But that's when you've got until to enter the pool. So uh, yeah. make sure you check that out.
0: That's just when you're going to have to visit uh, the PlayNow Sports Twitter account just to find out those uh, little details. Uh, for the Open Championship. Always a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it's, here we are. It's the final major of the year. I mean, the golf season, uh, it does go by pretty fast. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about Tiger Woods winning the green jacket at Augusta National in April. That is going to do it for this episode of the Inside the Book podcast, powered by PlayNow Sports. He is, as always, PlayNow Sports handicapper Duke Williams, and I am Bill Brown. Inside the Book podcast is available on iTunes, you can subscribe to the podcast, download your favorite episodes today. Follow us on Twitter at PlayNowSports as well as the play now Sports Sports Action Facebook page where you can check out all the latest betting news, odds, and markets available at PlayNow.com. Always remember to know your limit and play within it.